Can I just say, every time you say Ike Perlmutter, for some reason I'm envisioning Ike Turner. <laughs> Ike Turner? Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's... <laughs> We're back again. Da, 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 da. Look at that sound bar of yours when you were going. <laughs> so <laughs> nice little waveform right there. Little wiggle wiggle. Y'all wiggle with it. Is this a Monday, Wednesday, Friday? This is a Wednesday episode. Yes. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday, people. Because it is Wednesday. In our world. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So how's your Wednesday been, Tommy? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's a, it's been a, I think it rained or snowed today. <laughs> or was sunny or cloudy. I'll tell you as soon as I check the weather forecast. <laughs> I mean, I mean, old the, cast. The current weather forecast. Can it be a forecast if it's current? Yeah, because you're looking at the weather. But if it's current, that's just the weather. Mm. But isn't it... Mm. Yeah, but it's still like if if you a forecast is a looking forward into the future. Yeah, but time is always the future. Time is relative. So if you look, storms are real. If, <laughs> bro, if you look at the weather report right now, you're you're not looking at what the weather is that very second because you're looking at a projective even in the next like hour or so. So that's still a forecast. Well, that's a forecast because it's in the hour. But if I'm looking outside, I'm not looking at the forecast. No, you're looking at the weather. Oh, my God. Whoa. Mind equals blown. (laughs) (laughs) My mind's blown, too. Shut up, Glenn. (laughs) God, we got to lock him somewhere. (laughs) In the cage? In the filing cabinet? In the filing cabinet. He's small enough. He's Welcome, a- ladies and gentlemen, to Brain Sandwich, the podcast that caresses your soul and tickles your booty. 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 Society, culture, tech, entertainment, politics, knowledge, nuclear Physics. stuff. Fission. Yes. Yeah, why not? Quantum theory. Fission. Fusion. Fission. Fusion. Basically, we're trying to save the world. I'm Tommy. I'm Justin. <laughs> I- I'm Justin. Don't laugh over my introduction. Sorry. I'm Tommy. God damn it i'm justin <laughs> god damn it i'm Justin. <laughs> uh yeah as always you can find us on uh, co- uh oh i almost did it again <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna punch you oh you can't reach me from across the table i could kick this garbage can in your general direction <laughs> no you just open it up and hits my knee <laughs> oh if it doesn't hit my knee don't uh background noise <laughs> You can always find us at brainsamage.com. How do you spell that, Tommy? Brain. Mm-hmm. S-A-M-I-C-H.com. Ah. If you can't spell brain, you shouldn't be on this. On whole... the internet. You shouldn't be on this journey with us. You should cancel your AOL membership. Unless you have a spelling disability, in which case we're slightly sympathetic. Slightly. Because Slight. I have one, and if I, I if I don't feel sympathetic, then... Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah pants. <laughs> um, but go on to the website. As always, like we always say, join up for the email club, also known as Club, club Sandwich. sandwich. But yeah, we record special VIP episodes that are a little bit, well, not a little bit. They're completely no, not formulaic. They don't have any type of linear fashion. We just go. Shooting the shite. We just go with the flow. Shooting the shite. Shooting the shite. Shooting the shite. Oh, I know you're petting your mustache. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just went Scottish to whatever in yeah, like three seconds. I don't know what seconds. you're doing. You're just all over the place. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, any big news happen on Wednesday? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, insert clip here (laughs) (laughs) we should do that yeah except i'm probably gonna edit this episode tomorrow so i'll already forget yeah well you still won't have news for it yep 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 that's how we roll that's how we roll what's that oh that's my laptop (laughs) what the hell man you're touching your laptop and you're like what's this no well (laughs) my, my bottle of water hit it and i forgot that my laptop i just got a new laptop so it's it's and it's one of them foldy ones and mm. yeah um well, yes. Before I forget, what shout out to Corey? 
Best oh, yeah. listener, best audience member, period. Period. Always has great suggestions. Always retweeting our stuff. You're the best. CJ Net one on Twitter. He's period. Australian. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Down under. He probably doesn't know. <laughs> I see you played Knifey Spoonie before. <laughs> yeah. Or my personal favorite. I am Mr. Knife. Oh, I am Mr. Knife. That wasn't a very good movie. Though. Oh, it was a terrible movie. Because what's his but face? Russell Crowe is so... What's his, what's his face can't act where shit? Rizza? Yeah. Ugh. They, did you know they made a sequel to that movie? I know. What was it? Where, what are we talking? What's the movie called again? Man with the Iron Fist, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. God, the Rizza's such a bad actor. You know when that movie first came out, I thought it was just like a, a stupid parody of Man in the Iron Mask? <laughs> I didn't look at the previews. Where's Leonardo DiCaprio? It's like for all the names they had, and it's like, what the shit is this? Well, it's like those movies that you always see around that like have a gigantic cast of really good actors, but then you're just like, how did this garbage get made? Movie forty three. Yeah, any of the like Valentine's Day, New York, New Year's Eve, any of those Christmas this Christmas yeah Christmas Eve or whatever those ones are. You know which ones I'm talking about. Um, where they have like a, a plethora of big name actors, your Ashton Kutcher's, your Myla Kunis's, your Elizabeth yeah. Banks. But they're all, but then the movie's complete crap. Mm. Like, why would you sign up for a movie like Cause that? Because it's money, 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 money. money. <laughs> Ooh, those sound waves look weird. Y'all bow down to your Lord and Savior Donald Trump. Just kidding, we don't like him either. <laughs> nah. To be fair, we didn't like Hillary though. No. Hillary, you know? School her, man. School Hillary. Wait, we she... both can't take a drink at the same time. Of course we can. Wine, wine, wine. Water, water. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> 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 so, um, are we doing word of the day or anything today? Yeah, damn right we are. Well, you don't have your notes up. Shut up. Bro. I have my notes up because I'm a good brain sandwich person. <laughs> that sentence sounded weird. I have my notes up because I'm a good brain sandwich person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good recorder. Ah, the Chinese chicken. All right, Justin, let's do it. What are we doing? Word of the day. Cha cha cha. <laughs> okay, everybody. Word of the day. If this is the first episode you've ever listened to, is basically Tommy gives me a word that he finds on the internet, and I have to try and make up the the. The Justin definition of it. The Justinition. Dust. De- definition. Justination. De- Justinition. Dust. Justinition. Justinition. <laughs> Justinition. <laughs> <laughs> I have to dust off the old encyclopedia and or uh, 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 dictionary and uh, the Justin dictionary. The Justinary. And that's better. That's better than... The Justinary? Yeah, the Justinary. And uh, look up the uh, origins and or definition of the word. Justin. Yes. Your word. What is it? Is. What? Agathism. Agathism. Would you like me to spell it? Yes. A-G-A-T-H-I-S-M. Agathism. I thought you would just... You, you've never been able to stump me, bro. Every single word I've known the exact definition of. Except for that one time. That one time I slipped up. Okay. So. Absquatulate. Absquatulate. <laughs> but then I, I, re, I, I, came, I rebounded and made a really good definition. Um, but uh, egg... What, oh, I'm getting it. <laughs> Agathism. Agathism. Notice how I've been picking a lot of A words. <laughs> Abassinate. Absquatulate. Agathism. Are you just working down the alphabetical <laughs> list? Fuck yeah. Next time, next All right, time I'll... pick a Z of a Z word. Ugh. Lame. Lame. Nothing good comes at the end but of the alphabet. Agathism? Agathism. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tommy. <laughs> I don't know because you're about to tell me. But uh, are you familiar with a person named Agatha Christie? <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> it was too easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew that um, before Agatha Christie... What did Agatha Christie do again? Novels. novels they were okay. crime novels, weren't they? Yeah. Before, mystery, sorry, mystery. Before she uh, wrote her mystery novels, Agatha Christie actually had a cult. <laughs> oh, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, she, she, it was kind of an extreme cult where they they believed that um, that there were. It was kind of this could be a little offensive, but the Earth 
the only reason the earth rotated is because in the middle of the earth there are little people that run in circles around the core of the earth and create the earth's rotation so she praised the little little people and um she prays to the midgets she plays to the midgets mel gibson's used, midgets you know, midgets <laughs> <laughs> you, you may take a, a lies but you'll never take a midgets um throwback to episode 11 10 isn't it oh <laughs> whatever the one that we talked about mel gibson in the monday's episode in the dreidels yeah last monday's episode great episode yeah no it's a, it's 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 uh no. today's episode right no, the Mel Gibson midget episode. This is airing this week. Mel Gibson <laughs> aired last week. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so she, her and her followers uh, was based out of uh, um, like southern Tasmania. That's where she started and then she moved to wherever she moved to. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, may, well, maybe Corey knows a bit about it because he's he's down in Australia, so he might have heard about it. It whoa, just didn't whoa. really. Don't just assume Tasmanians and Australians, though. Well, I don't know their relationship, but right, right. <laughs> um, but he might know more about it than me. I'm a little rusty with my Agatha knowledge. Um, but yeah, it was a cult of about about 251 people, and uh, give or take, and. Uh, yeah, it was disbanded because um, what you've heard of the whole like drink the Kool Aid thing. Well, kind of started with her, but the, she didn't try and poison people. They were just drinking lots of Kool Aid, and so it got everybody got really like diabetes. <laughs> so they they disbanded it. But there's still a small portion of people actually based out of uh, uh, New Jersey that still Jersey. that still practice Agatha Agathism Agat. <laughs> Agathism. Yeah, agathism. And it's yeah, it's a it's a doctrine that's not insane or anything. But <laughs> and they they preach peace and stuff like that. They're not hate people, but it just didn't pick up like uh spaghettification and stuff. Um spaghettification. No, what's the R- one? Pastafarian. There, there you go. Spaghettification. Yeah, that's actually a real term when you're getting sucked into a black hole and the black hole stretches you out. It's called spaghettification. Because your feet will move faster than the top of your head because of the gravitational pull of the black hole. So it will actually stretch you out. Agathism, man. We're on word of the day. Forget your nerd shit. I know, I know. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> this I, one is actually interesting. Because it, I'm exactly right? No. Oh. Not by a long shot. But you got much closer than some of the other ones. <laughs> like, absquatulate. <laughs> that was amazing. Agathism. Belief in ultimate triumph of good despite evil means. That was their practice. That That's literally their doctrine. <laughs> good over evil. Yeah, exactly. No, that was that was better than it was last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what the last... I already forgot what the last word no, was. I don't remember either. It was another A word. Asparagus, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, that was word of the day. You're welcome. Um, sponsored by Brain Sandwich. Sponsored by us. <laughs> yay, 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 yay. Okay. Shut up, Glenn. <laughs> uh, that's Glenn. He's our intern. Um, if you don't know yet, he's great. Not really. No, he's not great. No. He's about four foot one. Um, he walks with a limp like a pimp. He walk like a li- <laughs> walk like a pimp. Walk with a limp. Not walk with a limp. Um, but he also has. That an was eye- a great song. He also has an eye patch, um, and he's missing six fingers. He's clearly related to Charles Barkley. Yeah, he's his distant cousin. Yo, man, that's my nephew right there. Shut up, Charles. <laughs> he terrible. He terrible. <laughs> he real terrible. Um, you know that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, he's he's okay. We kind of did it for a favor, whatever. But you know those those programs where you help the ones in need, <laughs> the ones with eye patches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, big brothers big eye patches <laughs> <laughs> that's a t-shirt um is, yeah, is there anything else that we need to discuss before we get into the meat of the episode i believe i can fly okay <laughs> so <clears throat> i know you've all been waiting for this even though they don't know what's coming yet i know 
but you've been anticipation. Anticipation. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, so today's episode, we decided because last last episode, um, Tommy did his what he's pretty knowledgeable about in economics and whatnot. I taught you guys how to invest, and if you haven't listened already, I know it's only been two days, but two days, <laughs> two days, two days, but eh? No, it would have been... Oh, yeah, it is two days. Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Come on, get with it. Sorry. Invest your money. Invest your money, not, not in the houses. houses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I decided to do something that was a little bit more down my wheelhouse, which is I talk about, and I don't know if many people knew about this, um, that potentially back in the 90s, Marvel almost died. What? what? Yeah, which... It it blows a lot of people's minds because they think of the '90s and how just extremely saturated we were with comic books. Like there were there were comic books coming out of people's ears. Um, but yeah, there was a time where Marvel declared bankruptcy, um, and if if things would have gone worse, then we wouldn't have any of the movies that we have now. We probably wouldn't even have a lot of the DC movies because. Warner Brothers, the company who does all the DC stuff, um, they're really only doing these movies mainly, obviously, they like making money. But <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> Sorry, it was bugging me. But uh, they're also doing a lot of these movies because of how Marvel is with all their movies and getting their success. But yes, yeah, so I'm going to tell you the story about how Marvel almost died. The story. Marvel almost died. So the main players that I'm going to be talking about in my story of Marvel is now, because I told Tommy this before the before he started recording, it might sound a little complicated to people because they're, they're all, the three main characters that I'm talking about have very similar sounding names. Uh, so there's Ron Perlman, not the actor. Uh, he was a ty- business tycoon in the 90s. Carl Eichen, that's how you pronounce it? Yep. Yeah. And then the last guy is Ike Perlmutter. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, Ron Perlman was uh, one of the two super money bags in this adventure. Uh, The one who fucked up Marvel the most, and he did. Um, And then Carl Eichmann, he's the second big money money big wig. And for a time, he almost saved Marvel. Uh, And then Ike Perlmutter... He's a member of the board of directors in 93 at Marvel. And he was also a co-owner of a toy company called Toy Biz, who is also run by Avi Arad, which you may have heard of this guy's name before. No fucking idea. Um, If you ever watch any of the behind the scenes stuff for like any of the original X-Men movies or like the Daredevil movie, Mm -hmm. he was always around. Crappy movie. Yeah. Um, he was always around and like the big producer on those overseeing movies. kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can uh, I just say every time you say Ike Perlmutter, for some reason I'm envisioning Ike Turner. <laughs> Ike Turner, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's... <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay, so this is where it all begins. In 1989, it all started with great New- year. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, New World Pictures uh, sold Marvel to Ron Perlman for around 82 million bucks. Um, And then, which sounds not like a lot, but back then, that's quite a bit of money. Like, Mm -hmm. I I, I didn't do any... All the money that I'm talking about, too, will be in uh, denominations of back then. So, not adjusted for inflation. But back then, 82 mil is quite a bit. Um, By 91, comics were huge huge like they were in they were everywhere like uh mainly because and especially marvel uh they had uh, like a plethora of huge uh big name artists like jim lee todd mcfarlane um rob liefeld uh and back then art was king and i don't know why because like i'm pretty sure you can agree with me that 90s art is oh there was nothing visually, aesthetically pleasing about the 90s. Like, the 80s was pretty bad, but... Oh. I mean, in a general tone, but no. I remember 90s comic books. But I just find that, like... Like, 80s still looked very 80s, but, like, there was a definite line between 80s and 90s. like Where everything was literally sharp lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. And skinny waists and, like... 
pat like sat like patches on or not patches pouches on pouches on pouches like everybody had pouches everybody had like huge muscle there was no sense of of um what's the word i'm looking for realism uh, realism or or like when somebody's head is the size of a pea but their shoulders are six times the size he-man yeah um no he-man even looked more real than some of the stuff especially that um rob liefeld drew holy crap he's the guy who created deadpool oh. um so yeah they in the 90s marvel was king like they had everything they had spider-man they had x-men they had x-men cartoons all that kind of stuff so shortly after Ron Perlman bought the uh, bought not Marvel, the actor no not the actor bought the company um, because business was booming so much uh, Marvel decided to go public and started selling shares at sixteen to eighteen bucks a share which back then was pretty crazy for a comic book company like I don't I don't know where um, DC was standing at that time but it was kind of a big deal that a, a a publishing company of comic books went public. Um, so everything was looking up Marvel. Like they were, they were in. So Perlman, not the mood, not, not the, the actor. actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Perlman decided to take all that money that they're making and invest it into new business ideas, which he spent about $700 million in investing in new cartoons, trading cards, action figures, just everything. Oh, good. Um, and some things were good, like the 90s X-Men movie. Awesome. Some things weren't. <laughs> he made some pretty bad decisions. And one of the ones that I made sure to make a point of was every, I think it was every number one issue or just random issues, um, they would package a collectible trading card. Like they'd seal the comic book up in poly bag and then they would package a play, a trading card in it. Mm. Now, it was one of five trading cards. So if you wanted all five, you had to buy five of the, at least five of the same issue mm. to potentially get five cards. And you didn't know what card was no, in it, I'm you guessing. You couldn't tell. Oh, so it was a complete mystery thing. Mm. So needless to say... People, like, I know collectors that love that mystery stuff, but a lot of people were getting pissed off, and it just, it, well, it killed a lot of the collectability of it. And also, there were some things that were happening at the same time that, to make the situation worse, in 92, 93, there was also a mass exodus of the big artists that were in Marvel, um, like the ones I mentioned, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, and Rob Liefeld went off to make their own comic book company called Image Comics, which is still around. Um, so Marvel had nobody. <laughs> so they just spent $700 million on all this new investing to push out their products, and then all their big names left. Left with a bunch of high school artists. Yeah, and so it hurt Marvel a lot because they started releasing a, a, just a bunch of crap. Like stuff that I don't even remember, like Nomad, Web of the Scarlet Spider, not even Web of Spider-Man, Web of the Scarlet Spider, which was the clone Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't remember any of that yeah. shit. Yeah, and uh, Thunderstrike, which was like an offshoot of, of Thor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty garbage Marvel stuff. And so basically, in 19, by 1996, Marvel stocks plummeted. From around thirty-five to thirty-six dollars a share, to two dollars and thirty-eight cents a share, which nice. about seventy percent. They went and blackberried it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they royally—they were on top of the world and then just fucking blew it. Oh man, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, and like comic book fans, especially retailers, were pissed mostly because retailers had been war had been warning Marvel that. Perlman, not the actor. Not the actor. <laughs> His master plan that he started back in 93 was crap even back then. And it just did the inevitable kill the sales. Uh, comic book sales declined up to 70%, which unfortunately meant a lot of comic book stores in America had to shut down because they just couldn't afford it because people just were giving up on comic books. Um, and to, to try to recoup uh, the lost money... 
uh, Perlman, not the actor. Not the actor. <laughs> created Marvel Studios, and not the one that now makes the MCU movies, ones that were focused more on like different business ventures and stuff like that. Like, uh, Sorry. <laughs> are you just I'm, trying to move in? Yeah, I'm squeaky. trying to my back. <laughs> um, but like, they even tried to do things like open up themed restaurants. Oh, called yeah. Marvel Mania, which, <laughs> but yeah, this Marvel Studios that they created, we're more focused on cartoons and stuff like that. Uh, and th- th- another big mistake he made is Pearl, uh, Ron Perlman, not, not the actor, not the actor, not the actor, also decided to take out a bunch of loans. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, with the loan money, Perlman started to issue out junk bonds. Which junk bonds uh, sound bad, but they are like just they're just really high risk bonds. Um, in in order to make sure things went smoothly, Perlman uh, used his own personal stocks to ensure the financing. <laughs> now, as a businessman and an economic guy, how bad is that? I mean, it depends on what his intentions are and if he had actual faith. It it alarms me because it makes me think if he insured it with his own money and his own equity that he honestly thought these things were going to work <laughs> out. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying everything that he tried there. If you look and do more research, you'll see other stupid business things that he tried to do to try and help Marvel. Well, and I should say, please, if you're listening, refer back to the last episode to know specifically why you should not leverage something on debt for an investment. Yeah. Well, and, and that leads into perfectly like, a number of shareholders led by Carl Icahn said that this was a very stupid idea. And, and Ron Perlman, not the actor, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for, to do because he was just spending Marvel's money that they didn't have and just creating more debt. Um, at this time, Icahn and some big wigs of Marvel slowly, they started to try to work internally to remove uh, Ron Perlman not the actor as ceo while this was all going on and this is uh not very private because basically back in the early 90s uh ike perlman or or, or carl (laughs) carl carl muddleman yeah (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't be an episode without you dropping your pencil every time yeah so carl eichmann and or eichen you don't even know it is. Carl Icahn and, and Ron Perlman, not the actor, uh, were very public figures. It, it, the best way that I can try to make it make sense to people that don't know who these people are, it basically be like if if uh, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, if he were still around, were to publicly get in a fist fight. Like that's it, it was making news reports. It was all over. Um, because these two guys were loaded, and I mean ridiculous, like Ron Perlman. Not the actor. His personal wealth, um, like not even like grow, like his, what's the term that they use where it's like how much they're worth, um, but not like how much money they actually have. Uh, so there's like the net, net worth. There's total equity, like net worth, and then there's cash on hand. Yeah, so supposedly Ron Perlman, not the actor had he was worth <clears throat> like 6.5 billion dollars himself that's a lot for a not actor <laughs> yeah and so so that's why it was making the news and all that kind of crap um so it was very tr- so because marvel was doing so bad uh pearlman not the actor decided to file for chapter 11 bankruptcy that's how bad marvel was doing um and while doing my research i was learning about different types of bankruptcy um Chapter 11 is a little different than normal bankruptcy or Chapter 7 bankruptcy that a company would normally do. Like Chapter 7 means you declare bankruptcy, your business is dead. You give it all up. Chapter 11 is more, it's bankruptcy protection is basically what it is. Yeah, and that's, yeah, basically you can file for, but you can still do business. That's what 50 Cent did. Oh, yeah? Because he was only worth 50 cents. Ha! Uh, Uh, Jokes at other people's expenses. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's where the banks... Oh, yeah, that's what I already said. So, But while this was all going on, Perlman, not the actor, was still trying to make a particular deal with Toy Biz, the company that I mentioned earlier that Ike Perlmutter runs. Turner. 
Yeah, Ike Turner runs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he was trying to buy uh, Toy Biz uh, for only a meager $350 million because to a guy who has... Six point five billion? That's chump change. We should have got in on that. I know, right? I know. We, when was this? The nineties we were like five ish, Yeah, four or five. Yeah, so <laughs> we would have had the bankrolls. Totes. Um and and this is where we kind of get talking about the movies because a lot of the times people don't understand the average moviegoer that goes to the MC Moo MC Moo movies. MC Moo Moo. Um don't really <laughs> <laughs> don't really understand um why like Wolverine can't do an, be in a movie with the uh, with uh, the Avengers or um, your Fantastic Four, and, yeah, and your Spider Mans and your Sony and blah blah blah. So while they were filing for bankruptcy, yeah, that's making some weird noises. Um, while they filed for bankruptcy to kind of make some ends meet, Marvel started to sell off a bunch of movie rights, um, and some of them are pretty ironclad contracts too. Um, so uh, here's a little list of the ones that Marvel doesn't actually own. Um, Spider-Man, they kind of own now. Um, Sony initially owned it, and now they've recently, Marvel and Sony have worked together, and they're they're, they're kind of on good speaking terms. Uh, Venom is still owned by Sony. Um, Deadpool is owned by Fox, So and X-Men is owned by Fox. Fantastic Four is owned by Fox. Silver Surfer. Galactus is owned by Fox, and Wolverine is owned by Fox. Fox bought a lot. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, Hulk is... It's a complicated one. It's the Universal Pictures owns, I think, the distributing rights, but Marvel still gets a cut. It's a little bit different. And same with Namor. Um, and this was, I think... Namor was years prior to this, I, th- I think. Um, Universal Pictures owns Namor, kind of. And then <laughs> Man-Thing... I know nobody knows real a lot. Yep, of, you're damn right. Yeah, he's owned by Liongate, Lionsgate. Uh. <laughs> so I can imagine what that movie would be like. Um, so yeah, while this was all going on, I've I'm gonna get who the back fuck to... was the executive who thought, oh, let's buy that one? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's yeah. like an auction with a complete idiot in the front. Line. That looks pretty. <laughs> they have made a Man Thing movie before, back in I think the 80s or 90s. I think, and it was uh, pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, but for a little while, it seemed Perlman's... Little while? Little while? <laughs> not uh, the actor. Not the actor. <laughs> bankruptcy plan might be doing the trick uh, to save Marvel because of all the selling of the movies and stuff like that. Um, he even secured another $100 million from Chase, the people who gave him the loan. Okay. Uh, and somehow he got a very special deal with them too. Like, this is a crazy deal. I think Chase invested in Facebook. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So this particular loan deal that he had stipulated that if Perlman... Not the actor. ...were to be removed from Marvel, then all the loans would be completely void. Damn, that guy just secured his job. I know. <laughs> what a <right>? badass. <laughs> the loans were meant to create revenue. Uh, one potential new source uh, of revenue was the... the the stupid restaurants that Perlman, oh, not the actor, Mania. was going to try and do, yeah, call Marvel Mania, which I don't think ever really happened. Thank God. Like, I don't, like, I know there's a lot of themed restaurants around. Like, isn't, um, isn't it like the Hollywood, uh, Planet Hollywood? Planet Hollywood, yeah. But could you, would you feel like, okay going into a restaurant where like your waiters are dressed like superheroes no and, like, they it, had to stay it very much feel like a chuck e cheese yeah and but worse <laughs> have you ever been into a chuck e cheese nope no never have no do we I have, have them either. here uh there's one in kingston no oshawa there's one in oshawa Ugh. yeah but pff, i don't the even fuck goes to oshawa oshawa, oshawa. The dirty schwa. you're going to the schwa <laughs> <laughs> um some when, inside canadian humor yeah when Eichen and his team saw what Perlman was doing, they were they were right pissed. <laughs> right pissed. <laughs> they were right pissed. Uh, the Eichen team <clears throat> decided to dig up as much information they could about uh, Perlman, not the actor, um, to try and screw him over. Damn that Ike Turner. <laughs> I know, Ike Turner, man. Uh, and lo and behold, they found something. <gasps> what was it? Well, you see, <clears throat> those... Uh, so you see Perlman, not the actor, owned 80% of Marvel stocks. Um, uh, Perlman, and also he used his own stocks as base for the loans that he took out from Chase. 
So that meant if Eichen and his team could v- convince the creditors to join him on vetoing Perlman's plan and argue the courts that Perlman's current plan was a horrible idea and it'll just make more crap and more problems, then technically if he were to be taken... How is it? Like if he were to be taken off the board... Okay, let me read my notes exactly. <laughs> this meant uh, in arguing the courts... Uh, same crap that he got into in the shitty situation. Eichen and the creators could petition to get Perlman's stock and take control over Marvel. Ooh. So they could steal his stocks away from him and because he's basically, he's not doing his job mm-hmm. and he's creating more problems. So in February 1997, that's exactly what happened. Ooh. Uh, the, dun, courts, dun, dun. the courts gave Eichen and his posse complete control and by June in the same year, Eichen finally kicked Perlman, not the actor, out of Marvel and severed any of Perlman's ties to the company. Uh, not only did he get Perlman, not the actor, out of uh, Marvel, but he also removed every big wig in Marvel that was tied to Perlman, not the actor. So he completely started from fresh again and, and it situated his own team. I guess so. Like, I've always kind of heard... It's funny how many people I know that look up to Carl Icahn for his investment wisdom and then hearing the story because I had no idea up until then that he was involved in that whole oh, shebanigan. Yeah. Well, the thing is, by December 1997, Icahn had full control over Marvel. Huzzah! Everybody wins. Happy, happy, happy. Well, the good times didn't last very long, my friend. <laughs> Suspense. Suspense. Uh, basically, shortly after Icahn took control of Marvel, Ike Perlmutter, the guy who owns the toy company, Toy Biz, uh, and a- our Avi, a- I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but Avi a- Arad, uh, swooped in and pushed Icahn out. <laughs> like they just whoop right people in. are just coming and going oh yeah and they and they kicked Iken uh Iken right out and uh in turn bought the entire marvel business out of bankruptcy in 1998 what a guy yeah so <laughs> basically ike perlmutter saved marvel from completely being demolished damn that pearl ike turner yeah pearl ike turner <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of skip ahead a bit and by 2005 um perlmutter um became the ceo of marvel entertainment even after disney because a few well back then in two in december 31st 2009 um disney bought marvel for four billion dollars which i remember when that was announced it was huge huge deal and that was comics all the outstanding movie rights everything that, that marvel was attached Fox. to right. yeah cartoons tv action figures anything um which was insane like that's even for now like perlmutter still remains ceo of marvel although perlmutter received 800 million dollars in cash <laughs> from disney and 590 million dollars in disney stocks uh, he said that he does not want a seat on the Disney board of directors. Interesting. Yeah, weird. I mean, if the guy knows what he's good at and what he's not, like, who, who the fuck cares? And does he really need money? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just another job he'd have to do. I know, exactly. Directorships are usually, you're, you work for free. It's kind of a name thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2015, 10 years later, Promoter stopped overseeing the development of Marvel Studios, though. The Mouse Company decided that Kevin uh, Feige... Uh, should report directly to the chairman of Disney Studios, Alan Horn, which meant now all Disney-related movies, including like Pixar and all those ones, were all under one management structure. So you didn't have offshoots or whatever. They're all... Under Thorn. Yeah. No, Horn. Horn. <laughs> Horn, Thorn, Perlmutter, Ark Turner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the restructuring was allegedly due to um, Fe- Feige's frustrations while working alongside Perlmutter. Um, it was Perlmutter's decision to replace Terrence Howard in Iron Man, uh, from Iron Man 1 and replace him with... Um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle for Iron Man 2. Great and, decision. But this is supposedly... He replaced him, yes, because I think, if I remember, Terrence Howard wanted a ton of money. Yeah, like, I don't know exactly what... Personally, I just I don't like Terrence Howard. No, I don't either. Um, but uh, in I think Kevin wasn't too keen on that. He didn't really like that. And supposedly Pearl Mutter said, and I quote: 
black people all look the same. <laughs> oh, man. Supposedly, that's what he said. And uh, that was one thing that kind of set Kevin off and just was like, no, I can't work with you anymore. <laughs> no, like, that is a horrible thing to say. But like you said, I prefer Don Cheadle in that role anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, basically, that's what I've written for my notes. So let's have a general discussion. Because I I knew uh, when I started getting back into comics that, and I heard about how Marvel had a real rough time back in the day. Um, but when I was doing my research for this, I did not know to that extent. There like, was some serious drama shit going on there. Oh, yeah. Drama like, between billionaires of all people, too. <laughs> so it's basically like... It's like Bill of- Gates and Steve Jobs getting into like a fist fight or a slap fest. Yeah. <laughs> slapping each other with... PC, hun- bitch. Yeah. It's just like slapping each other with a bunch of like wads of money. <laughs> oh, that makes it worse. Yeah. In... in if I looked hard, or, uh, hard enough, I probably could find more movies that uh, other companies have the rights to. But the ones that we have now, uh, those are the ones that I wanted to mainly focus on. But, like, because Marvel was pumping out movies way before the MCU that I don't think a lot of people know about. Like, did you know there, the first ever Captain America movie was in 1943? I think I've heard of it, but, like... Hitler I've... wasn't even dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, they were, and they were making a Captain America movie. Yeah. And then they made one in the 70s, which was horrible. Yeah. And then they made one in the 90s, which was worse. I remember the uh, the original, not maybe not the original, but the, what was it? The Fantastic Four movie that Fox made just to keep the rights. Well, and that's a lot of things uh, that and a lot of people don't know about the, because the, a lot of people are just like, well, why doesn't Fox just kind of like, just give it back tomorrow so we can have X-Men and the Avengers team up and stuff like that. First of all, Fox doesn't want to because they still make the money. Yeah. That's the thing. And even the ones that don't make them a ton of money, like Fantastic Four. The latest one, complete garbage. Oh, they're still, they're going to break even or they'll find some way to write off their expenses. Yeah. The thing is, though, with, um, I know with the Fantastic Four movie, at least, at least with the Fantastic Four movie, I know that all Fox has to do is... Uh, make a movie that costs uh, this is part of their contract they have to make a movie that's at least a million dollars it has to go to at least i think a thousand theaters like it has to have a nationwide theatrical uh, theatrical release um and they have to do it every at least i think every 10 years just to keep the rights yeah and if they do that they can keep the rights forever and if they make one good movie in a 20 to 30 year span, it more than makes up for the million dollars they're going to spend. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, and yeah, they can keep it for perpetuity. <laughs> and so, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if that's exactly how all the other contracts work. It's just that I know. There are just stipulations. You have to do this, have to do that. And yeah. You keep your rights and you can keep rolling in the dough when you make shit, shit movies. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I know, say what you will, I know a lot of people don't. Like they they think that the fox um, <laughs> Tommy's getting the wine out. Getting the wine. Uh, I know a lot of people. Are you gonna be able to hear it pouring? <laughs> that just sounds like you're peeing. Okay, do you really have to pour it that slowly? It's for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of people out there that immediately just hate on any, and now you're drinking directly out of the bottle. What's the point of pouring it in the, oh, oh, you're dripping it. You slush. (laughs) Do you want a tissue? I dripped on a red shirt. Who cares? Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of people out there that immediately just hate on the Fox movies because, oh, they don't like the MC Moo, MC Moo movies. Uh, (laughs) and which they're not, they're not trying to be the same exact movie. Um, but the thing is, they're still making Fox money because there's the amount of people that are just like, why doesn't Fox just give Marvel the rights to um, X-Men and, and Wolverine and stuff? Wouldn't that just be so much cooler? Because why would you give up a gold mine? Even if you're ter- even if you're not using it for anything currently and like just making crap, why would you give it up? Because it's yours. Exactly. And the thing is, like, they're not making a gajillion dollars off of them, but they're still making money. Yeah. 
Um, and, and to be honest, I really hope they don't ever um, give up the X-Men or, or Wolverine no, I, rights. I honestly think it would... I think Disney would devalue a lot of stuff if they held the rights for everything. Well, and also, like, we're getting to a point, like, with Infinity War that's coming up. The, the Rumor has it that there's going to be 60 characters in that movie. And do you really want to add another huge plethora of characters in one movie? Like, you can't... At least 15 to 20 main characters. Yeah, like, it's... Even with Civil War, I found it a little bit almost too much. Yeah. There's too much going on. Not too much going on, but there's too much characters in there that are literally there just to be punched. Oh, you're going to finish it off. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I just, I hope they never, because really, if you watch the the first class and um, Days of Future Past and even Apocalypse, they're totally watchable, fun movies. But <laughs> you're trying to be as silent as possible. Trying. But it's just, the, yeah, I don't know. It's these people that just assume that it's just, you know, Fox is just borrowing the movie rights. Did no. you just assume my borrowing? Whoa! It's 2017, bro. Check your movie right privilege. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I find that really fascinating doing doing that research in, in finding the real behind-the-scenes stuff that happened. And I really didn't even scratch the surface, too. Like, if I dug even more i could imagine more stuff that i can find but just some of the stuff that ron perlman not the actor did that i'm just like why would you do that screwing over carl ike pearl turner uh, arc uh, arctic arctic turl burner <laughs> 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 yeah and and like yeah i get it that he needed to really make the money back but he shouldn't have made those fucking stupid decisions anyways. Like, I don't even know if, if if Ron Perlman, not the actor, is still even really relevant in regards to the financial plethora of a gajillionaire. Maybe just as relevant as Ron Perlman, the actor. The actor. Mm-hmm. Which I hope, I guess they're talking about... Hellboy? Yeah, that they are going to go through with Hellboy 3. Oh... I don't know, after 2, that was... 2 was good, I liked 2. Really? I liked, I liked it better than 1. I don't know. What, what was? What, they're both good. They're decent for sure. Better than any Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, which sucked because like I really liked the cast of the not the original, but like the the, the 90s, late or early two thousand. The one with one. Captain America in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Captain Ameritorch. Ameritorch. <laughs> Amer- <laughs> <laughs> no, I I liked everybody except for Jessica Alba. I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the guy that they got to play Mr. Fantastic? Perfect. Yeah. I, as much as a lot of people shit him, I really like Michael Chiklis. He does just look like a shaved testicle, though. But, <laughs> yeah, like, him as, as uh, the thing is pretty good. And Johnny Storm in uh, Cap America. He had the right attitude. Yeah. It's just, where, where do you think they went wrong? Did they try to go too campy? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's really, I don't know. It, it felt a lot like Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is weird, because... We have a Sony versus Fox things, but it's like they saw... Because which came first? Was it Fantastic Four or Spider-Man? With, to- with Tobey Maguire. Let's use the gargle. I know. I just... I really hated... As much as it was used in comic books, I really hated when they transferred it to movies that, you know, that split panel screen thing. Oh. That was overused, in my opinion, in Spider-Man and Fantastic Four. And that's what gave me that feel. It's like they're trying too hard to be a comic book. Yeah. And not so much of a story. Well, one that they did it really bad in was the Hulk, the first Hulk uh, oh, movie. Oh, the, just the, the Ang Lee one. They tra- that they- was the one we went and saw in theaters. We saw that one in theaters. Yep. I thought we saw the the second one, the 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 Edward Norton one that they filmed in Trenton. I don't know because I don't remember seeing the Ang Lee one into in. I could have swore that's the one with the uh, Eric Bana. Yeah, yeah. I could have swore we saw it in theater together. Maybe I don't know, but like, well, okay. Spider Man came first because that was in two thousand two, I think, because it was after September eleventh. Um, Fantastic Four was in 2005, the okay. first one. But yeah, they used that kind of... That's what I felt like. I felt like Fantastic Four was mirroring Tobey Maguire's yeah. Spider-Man in a way. In Same coloring. It's like it's almost as if the same people made the movie, except different companies. Yeah, like in I didn't mind the Tobey Maguire 
Spider. I actually my favorite one is number two. Um, yeah, um, one is good. It's it's fine. Three. Huh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I had, I didn't have a lot of hope for three, because mostly, um, Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah, well, horrible choice for Brock. Because were you are you a Spider Man fan at all? Venom. I'm more of a Venom. That's fan. what I mean. That was the whole reason I wanted that movie to be good. Yeah. Well, and because I think he's. Like I wouldn't say an underutilized character, but he's awesome. Yeah, well, and and I guess um, the reason that he was so underused is because Sam Raimi, the studio, uh, Sam Raimi wanted it to just be a Spider-Man Sandman movie, and maybe with a little bit of Green Goblin. Um, but Sony pressured him into you have to have Venom in this movie. You have to have Venom in this movie. It was an audience draw, but it was used so horribly. Yeah, and and Sam was like, "Well, we'll put him in his. He deserves his own movie, like he, and stuff like that." Because I remember when it first came out, there was a bunch of rumors going around that the reason that he was treated so badly in that movie is because Sam Raimi just hated Venom. No, he didn't hate Venom. He just hated the fact that the studio was forcing him to put Venom in the movie. When, like, first of all, I think what's his face as Sandman was a good casting. Oh yeah. Um, and his story was cool, and I think he could have carried his whole the whole movie himself. But Sony got involved. They had the right backstory. They had a good actor. They had like a good comic book character. Yeah. With, I don't know. Well, do, just... you, do you think um, even if they kept Topher Grace, do you think they could have made a good Venom movie though? No. No, it was just really bad. Casting. Like everything I remember about Eddie Brock in the comic books, isn't he like a? He big, was a beefy, burly... like he was a photographer, but he was a beefy kind of badass. And Topher Grace isn't blonde. He's a bean. And it was a very, Obvious. he was a very yeah. unconvincing blonde. And I'm, it's not like oh, you shouldn't. It's like the whole like uh, using white actors for people of color, but at the same time, it's it's not because it, it just everything about him looked cartoony. Yeah, well, and and also I think at the time too, um, we couldn't get Topher Grace out of seven that seventies show. Like everybody was like, it's just Eric from that seventies yeah. show. He, like you make you paint his hair blonde. Well, and that's the pro- the whole problem is it was so tied together in that sense because the reason the whole reason he wasn't on the last season of that seventies show was because of Spider Man. He retired from a golden gig. To make the worst Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah. Well, like, holy... Amazing Spider-Man 2 was pretty bad. Ah, uh, I don't know. I Number three. Number three is very bad. Amazing Spider-Man. Well, let's see what... what... At least Gwen died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave uh, Spider-Man 3. What do you think they gave him? Spider-Man 3 with Tobey yeah. Maguire? Yeah. 15. 15? Mm, I don't know about that. Too low? Oh, you're wow! I thought it was pretty bad. <laughs> okay, give me the rates. You've here. seen Batman versus Superman, right? Yes. Would you say Batman versus Superman is a better movie than Spider Man Three? Do you got? Did you get more enjoyment out of Batman versus Superman than Spider Man Three? Ooh, hard question. There's so many variables to that. Okay, for me. Batman versus Superman on Rotten Tomatoes is about a twenty-seven. Would you score? spider-man 3 lower or higher than that i like spider-man as a character better than batman yeah but movie it's wise, got your boy superman in it <laughs> i know he's but not I, my superman i really d- yeah not not my president <laughs> i didn't vote for him henry cavill to me is donald trump to feminists <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's how much i hate him <laughs> so you would you would rate you that's would, actually not true i like henry cavill yeah. i don't like him as superman no uh, no i think he could do a great superman i think he's just the character I, you know I, I blame Zack snyder for everything <laughs> yeah um but would you rate spider-man 3 higher than not Pro- by much probably no no i wouldn't i don't think guess okay wrong. like i like spider-man which kind of draws me up but at yeah. the same time as far as movie making yeah and quality of film Yes. Did I like Baz vs. Soups? Nah. So would you say maybe you give Spider-Man 3 about a 20? Yeah. Out of 100%? Yeah. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes? 63%. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are they smoking? Yeah. And the audience score? 51%. Which is a little bit more understandable. I Okay. People out there who trust only Rotten Tomatoes, don't. 
Movie critics in general, really. If yeah. You think about it. Like, find a couple movie critics that you like. There's a movie critic I watch, Chris Stuckman. Um, I trust him more than any uh, movie critic because uh, I've been watching him for a while, and he's exactly like me. Like, he likes the same movies. The I whole like. thing is, if you want to find good, reliable reviews for movies, find a single movie critic who has similar views yeah. and likes similar movies to you. And that's why I trust Chris Stuckman over Rotten Tomatoes, over uh, anybody else I see online. It's the same reason I only listen to political opinions from my friends. Because I've validated these people. It's like, oh, we have similar ideologies. Mm-hmm. And even my friends who are more liberal, I understand the point of view they're coming from. You got to be around people who understand you if you want a good representation of how good shit is. Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to check and see what Amazing Spider-Man 2 got, though. On One. Tomatoes. One. One no. percent. No, there, uh, <laughs> there is a couple movies that have zero percent, though. Oh, um, uh, that FIFA movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> rip. It was funded by FIFA, and it was about how uh, amazing FIFA is, and it's not an Tim Roth company. was in it, wasn't it? Yeah. He? Oh, so underutilized. Yeah. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 got 52 percent on rotten tomatoes it should so, definitely now relative forget everything being relative to everything else i definitely think that should be lower than 52 mind you i think spider-man 3 should be lower than yeah. it's, it's way lower than 60 and i just whatever. don't get it because like amazing spider-man 2 is a way better Dawn of movie. justice was what like 23 percent. yeah i'll look it up right now uh Let's see. Batman versus Superman. Town of Justice. I'm pretty sure it's 27% last time I checked. Yeah, 27%. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a shitty movie. <sighs> that pisses me off. And I know this is just going to sound like a DC fanboy. How well, like, you are. Well, because you see the critics that list immediately, if it's a Marvel movie, they give it X amount um whereas they they are a little hypercritical over dc movies because they're not marvel movies in regards to not because they're made not made by marvel it's because they don't follow the same formulaic cookie cutter movie as dark gritty yeah and uh because like i think even suicide squad which isn't a very good movie got like 23 probably not gonna see it man of steel i think is sitting around 30 or 40 like Actually, let me check. Um, and it is, it's just, like, I get it that it's very, like, tinfoil hat conspiracy-ish thinking. Not really. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, the there's thing. way worse conspiracies. No, but people have a tendency to just shit on things. It's, they're hipsters. Yeah. They shit on successful things. <gasps> Sorry, it was a wine hiccup. Okay, Man of Steel sitting at 55. Wine. Which, you know, I agree with that. I really do like, I, I'm one of the fair... I would take Man of Steel, other than, oh, we've discussed it before, other than the final Falcon. scenes, <laughs> I would take that movie over anything really recently, as far as, like, the actors in it. Now, there are some things I had problems with it. I thought Henry Cavill was fine. I yeah. thought he was kind of weird for a Superman. But... Is it because he's British? Mon Pa Kent, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, perfect. Yeah. Everybody, really perfect. Amy Adams, yeah. No. Um, let me propose this question to you then. If if I came up to you and had every single Marvel movie that they've made in Man of Steel, would you still rather watch Man of Steel? Every single Marvel movie? Okay, uh, just to the MCU movies. Ooh, I, I did really like Iron Man 1. Really? Uh, my favorite is um, Winter Soldier, hands down. Hmm. That's the best Marvel movie. Because it's not a it's not a superhero movie. That's the thing. It's a yeah. spy thriller. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, that is my. It's a spy thrill, and that that I think I said that when I first saw it come out. That was what I said. Use this feels so unlike a comic book movie that I like. And it. that's why it was so nice. It was refreshing. It was different. It was like a military drama. Yeah. And what's his face? Um, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. Uh, why can't I think of his name? The actor, old guy that was the bad guy. Oh, Robert Redford. Obviously, he's pretty badass. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, my least favorite MCU movie, Weekend at Ultrons. Yeah. that Honestly, the Avengers universe just keeps getting worse and worse as it goes on. Like, the first one, the first Avengers movie was cool just because we'd never seen a movie like that before. So, it's neat. 
So um, many names, so many heroes, so much storyline yeah. crammed into one. It's okay to have it once. Yeah, but whoops, but it's been rehashed so many times now that it's getting old and it's, we must find the stone or the cube or the scepter to stop the bolt of energy that's going up in the middle the of new york oh my god we're back again da, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> um but yeah i do i am a sucker for some of the thor movies though because i like thor and the mythology of of like norse mythology and stuff uh, i can understand why people don't like them that much i like the movies but I I hate Thor as a character. Really? It's just just because of the blatant mythology ripoff. Oh, That's it. It'd be like if uh, Marvel came out with Jesus, Jesus the hero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laser-eyed Jesus. Yeah, pew 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 pew. Sacrifice a thousand fishes. <laughs> <laughs> you are you have water? Want some wine? <laughs> um, but yeah, like Christ and the disciples of death. Of death. You know which one? You know what one though that I really liked it when I first saw it, but then the more I watch it, I'm just kind of like, eh. Is Guardians of the Galaxy? Like it's totally a fun movie, but the more I watch it, the less I in- enjoy it. I didn't really like the ending. I yeah. thought it was kind of rushed and forced. And and that's what happened with me with the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. I watched it in the theaters, and I was like, okay, this isn't bad. It's nothing special, but it's not bad. And then I remember I bought it one day. It was super cheap at like a thrift a thrift store, pawn shop. Um, I don't know if pawn shop's any better. <laughs> um, and I rewatched it. And the more I watch it, the, the more it sucks. <laughs> like, it's not a very good movie. I don't like, like, I like What's-His-Face, the guy who played Spider-Man. Um, See, I didn't, but I don't know if no, that's a product. I like him as an actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. him as an actor. I but didn't I don't like, like him as Spider-Man. Yeah. He's he's too cool. The writing was too. They made Spider Man too much of a hipster. Yeah, like and like I know that's cool. really like just blanket kind of statement, but really, well the thing is, Peter like, Parker was never cool. Yeah, and the thing is, like Tobey Maguire, um, he was a little too old looking, um, but he he nailed Peter Parker better. Yes. Whereas a total dweeb. Andrew Garfield. That's it. Andrew Garfield was a better Spider Man. Whereas Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, so if you could mash them together, you'd have a better... Which I think the Tom... Ho- I think it's Tom Holland is the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He, well, I haven't seen enough of him, though. That's the thing. Like, he was it, He was in... I mean, he was in an MCU movie, so I'm just like, you're already yeah. part of the crap. <laughs> and uh, again, you're, uh, um, comic book companies casting British people as American superheroes... <laughs> Henry Cavill or Henry Cavill, Tom Holland, Garfield, Andrew Garfield. Um, who else? There's there's a couple other ones too. Paul Bettany. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, In all fairness, Paul Bettany rocks. Well, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, his vision is cool. You know what? I know how much you don't like this movie, but Paul Bettany is the reason I can, for some reason, still go back and watch Legion. Legion isn't a horrible movie. Um, the one that he made called Priest was bad. Um, Never saw it. Did you? Uh, this is a little off topic. Did you ever? Did you know that they made a Legion show? Yeah, I did. And I'm, it's not bad. I haven't seen anything of it. It's but. supposed to be uh, like a year after the movie mm-hmm. ended, um, and so there's the angels that come down and they're kind of owning the world and, and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty neat. Um, I don't know. I just it's it's nice once in a while to see a badass interpretation of the Bible. <laughs> I know you. You know what? Again, off topic. Still, that's why certain. Um, that's why my favorite seasons of Supernatural are. Um, I think around four and five, and like when the angels come Demons down and stuff. And... Because yeah, like we were raised Catholic boys, but they never like. I don't know if they do this in other Catholicistic <laughs> Christian Christian schools. <laughs> There's only one Catholic. <laughs> um, but it seems like in Catholicism, at least. They don't really promote how badass angels are. Yeah. Like, they don't make them look cool. Fucking warriors stabbing yeah. them. Warriors with wings. <laughs> and they're, they, yeah, like, whereas as I gotten older and started watching more movies with, um, like, cool, badass interpretations of angels, 
I'm like, that's cool. Like, why don't they do this well, more often? Well, that's why I liked Legion, because as cheesy as it was, yeah. it's like seeing Michael and Gabriel duke it out with, like, <laughs> yeah. machine guns and, like, razor-sharp wings. And I think it was around that time that I started, like, looking more into angel mythology, I guess. My dad even likes that movie, and he's a staunch Irish Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, if you look more into some of the Bible stories that are about angels and, like, the war of the angels and the war of heaven and hell and stuff, like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> But it's not really fall. It's in. not really the focus of Catholicism. And I guess you shouldn't really be teaching that to like little kids. But well, no, let's smite our enemies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, back to Marvel movies. Um, yeah, we'll probably be ending. Wrap it up here, Justin. Yeah. We're <laughs> so, needless to say, if it weren't for a racist guy that bought Disney out of bankruptcy, we wouldn't have the movies that we have today. Brain Sandwich is produced and edited by us, Tommy and Justin. If you want to hear more episodes, check out our website at brainsandwich.com. That's brain, S-A-M-I-C-H.com. You'll be able to find links to our social pages such as Twitter and Facebook. So come say hi. We always reply. Also, remember to give us a review on iTunes. It helps out the show a lot and we really appreciate it. Lastly, if you want to listen to special unaired or hidden episodes of Brain Sandwich, you can sign up for our free mailing list on our site. We'll also be giving away exclusive perks and rewards. 